0: Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to the Profound Pickleball Podcast. I'm Stephen Ron. Glad to be back with you guys. We've taken a little bit of a break from the podcast, but I'm really, really glad to be back at it. And uh, this will be a solo podcast today. I've got a few things to discuss with you. I'm looking to have some uh, really good guests coming up soon. And if you or anyone you know would like to be a guest on the podcast, uh, just let me know. We can arrange a Zoom call and do the the uh, podcast that way Um, so if you want to talk about some pickleball just let me know and we'll try to get you on an episode here now the first thing i want to talk about on the podcast um, are a couple of tournaments that i played in recently and these are sort of big tournaments Um, the first one i'm going to talk about is the atlanta open which was back in may i haven't really had a chance to talk about the tournament Um, the atlanta open is a big tournament it's held up in uh, peachtree corners kind of northeast of atlanta at a Lifetime fitness facility that I think it used to be the uh, Racquet Club of the South years ago. It was a tennis facility. I remember playing tennis there years ago. But they've, uh, they converted to a pickleball uh, facility for the tournament. And all the big time pros were there. I really enjoyed getting to see, you know, up close and personal, you know, Tyson McGuffin, Simone Jardim, um Annalie Waters, Ben Johns, you know, just all the top guys were and and women were there and it was really a great experience you know being able to when i would finish one of my matches you know walk over and watch ben johns play singles you know between my matches um it was really a a great experience from that standpoint Uh, i played singles on the first day and i had not played in a singles tournament in two years before this and i really had no idea what to expect and I kind of exceeded my expectations a little bit. I, I won my first two matches. Um, I beat a guy from Missouri the first round, a guy from Tennessee in the second round. And in the third round match, uh, it was in the afternoon, and the guy I played was a very good player. I um, mean, He beat me in two games, so congratulations to him. But it was a really frustrating experience because... The way they do the courts, at least in one part of the uh, facility, there are like six courts all in a row, lined up next to each other. And if you're on one of those interior courts, you're constantly going to get balls rolling onto your court from other courts. So that was one thing that was going on. We just, I mean, almost every other point, you'd have a ball rolling onto your court. And also, it got really windy that afternoon, which I know the tournament can't do anything about that. But they were using these portable nets kind of the the cheaper ones if you know what i mean and twice during our match the wind literally blew over the net so it was not a great experience in that match playing because of where we were and the fact that it got so windy um but again that's not why i lost i'm not trying to blame it on that at all but it was frustrating you know just playing in a general sense um so i lost that match and i lost my third match uh, we were off on one of the side courts, didn't have any wind or, you know, really balls coming on the court issues. I just lost to a better player. So I went 2-2 two and two in my first singles match in two years, so uh, not too bad. Um, I'm looking forward to playing some more singles. Uh, maybe not until the fall. It just gets so hot in the summer times, as you guys know, that singles is really tough in the summer. So i um, not sure when I'll play another singles tournament. Um, but getting back to the Atlanta tournament, I did also play mixed doubles with uh, Daniela, who's been on the podcast. And we uh, didn't win a match, but we played two really good teams. It was a lot of fun playing with her. The folks that we played were really nice. Um, we had a good time playing. But it was very, very tough competition uh, there. And also played men's doubles with Mark Price. And uh, we uh, went one and two in that in our draw. Now what happens, we were playing the 4-5 level. Now Mark and I were gonna play four o, but when Mark started playing pro singles, um, he was told that he had to move up to 4-5 for doubles. And so we stepped up to 4-5, even though I'm not a 4-5 player. Um, and we did, like I say, we lost our first match and two games. We won our second match uh, against a couple of good players. Had a really good win there. And then we lost our third game. So we went one and two. Um, there, and just as a side note, Mark also played pro singles in the tournament, and I think he went one and two as well, and uh, he had the uh, distinction of playing against Tyson McGuffin in his uh, second match, so that was a tough draw for Mark, but um, look for Mark to be playing a lot more pro singles, um, and uh, I expect nothing more from him to to just keep getting better at that, because he's a really, really talented guy um so the atlanta open overall was a good experience i would say um it was a little frustrating again in that singles match where it got so windy and i was on that interior court with all the balls just kept coming it was very distracting but other than that it was a good experience overall i'm looking forward to playing that tournament pretty much every year going forward i would expect Um, so Atlanta open a good experience even though it didn't, didn't get any medals it was okay Now, the next tournament I want to talk about uh, was over in Hoover, Alabama, and that was the uh, USA Pickleball National Indoor Championships. Now, this is a tournament that I believe was the first time they've had this particular tournament. They were going to have it last year, but because of COVID, it didn't happen. And so what they did was they had it at the Finley Center in Hoover, Alabama, and they set up 26 courts inside the Finley Center. Now, the courts, the way they were set up, it was good in a sense that each court had like a little fence, like maybe about waist high around each court, with like a little curtain. Um, But the problem was some of the courts were shorter than others in terms of having enough room on the sides and then behind the baseline. So sometimes when I was receiving serve, I was literally touching that little fence, you know, with my back (laughs) trying to return serve, And, you know, if you're having to do that, if you take a backswing, you may hit the fence or the curtain with your paddle as you go back. Um, So that was a little bit of an inconvenience, and uh, I played singles and uh, men's doubles in that. And in my first singles match, uh, there was a point in our third game where I went over uh, to the side to make a play on a ball, and I actually stepped on the curtain, you know, that was hanging down, and I didn't fall down and, you know, wipe out or anything, but I did kind of slip a little bit and go down to one knee. Um, so that did affect the play a little bit. Now, the guy that beat me in my first singles match, uh, we went three games, uh, played him really tough. He wound up winning the gold medal. He didn't lose a match. Um, I won my second match against a guy from uh, Texas. Uh, the guy, that the first guy that beat me, by the way, was from uh, Arizona. And then uh, the the guy that beat me in my third match, I forget where he was from, maybe Tennessee, I can't remember offhand, but that guy that beat me for my second loss won the silver. So the two guys that I lost to were the gold and silver medal winners. Now, there were only six guys in our draw, but because of the way the draw worked out, I didn't get a chance to play for the bronze medal. It was some other guy I didn't get to play that won bronze, but I felt pretty good that the two guys that beat me were very good players. Um, and also, I had not played a lot of indoor pickleball uh, recently. I just don't play a lot of indoor to begin with. I probably should have played a bit more indoor leading up to that, but I don't know. I just don't enjoy the indoor game as much. You have to use the uh, the onyx ball. That's what they use in the tournament. The onyx indoor ball. I forget what it's called. It's kind of orange ball, um, and it you know takes funny bounces different from what you're used to in the outdoor game. Uh, it's spongier and softer, so it is a different game when you play indoors. Um, I would have much obviously per- preferred to play outdoors in one sense, but in another sense, it would have been very, very hot, and also it was raining most of that weekend in, in Birmingham, so the matches probably would have gotten rained out anyway, so maybe we wouldn't have even been able to play, but I knew going into it what I was, you know, going to get into, and so I was, you know, pretty happy to win a match and play really competitively against the guy that won the gold medal um, now different story better story in a way I guess um, for the men's doubles that we play I played with our uh, rich Peace, some of you may know rich and we were playing um, on Friday in our first match uh, we played a couple of guys who really probably should not have been playing at that level so we beat them pretty easily Uh, So we had a really good first match. It was a good match for both of us to kind of get some of the nerves out um, there. Um, Then we played a really tough team for our second match. We lost the first game of the match, but came back and won the next two. Um, Then we played a team that was really tough out of Arkansas in the third match. They beat us in two games. They played really, really well. Um, But at that point, uh, when we lost that match, we were then in essentially the bronze medal game for our next match. So we played a team, I forget where they were from, in the bronze medal match, and we basically already had the bronze medal locked up. It was really for the the winner of this match would have gone to the gold-silver medal match against the team that had just beaten us. So um, we're playing the match, and something really unfortunate happened to me during the match. Um, During the bronze medal match, uh, there was a shot that I went back to my right kind of trying to hit a high backhand overhead volley, and I hit and shot, made the shot, but when I came down, I must have gotten my feet tangled or something, and I wiped out. Let me tell you, I hit the court hard on my side. I just, you know, completely went down, uh, knocked the breath out of me. Um, We had to do an injury timeout. My uh, right arm was feeling a bit numb and tingly, and my side was really hurting. But after a few minutes, you know, I was okay. My breath came back. Yeah, I didn't hit my head, thank goodness. Um, luckily, there was a nurse there close by, uh, a player who was a nurse also, and they did bring over a paramedic to you know, give me the look you know, once over, and I was fine to continue, and so we, we got back started, um, and I was playing pretty well, actually, according to my partner. So we won, we won that match, so that meant, meant that we uh, got the right to play In the gold medal match against the team that had just beaten us prior to that again the team from Arkansas now they were again really good players Um, and they beat us in two games for the gold medal Um, I will say however that in the second game of the gold medal match uh, we were we had finally sort of gotten our groove Rich and I and we were really playing well we were sort of making a really good charge against them And Rich, on one point, it was a very key point, uh, hit an overhead that was, gosh, this ball had to be in by at least six inches. And so Rich, it was a winner. Uh, Rich and I both go back like, you know, Rich is about to serve. The referee looks at us like we're about to serve. And then we realized that the other team had called that ball out. And we were just dumbfounded, to be honest with you. I don't recall a, a, a situation where in a tournament a ball that was that far in had been called out. So we were just, you know, just shocked that that ball had been called out. And there were some people over, you know, watching, you know, on the side that were just, they couldn't believe it either. They were commenting that that ball, there was no way it was, you know, out. And I know spectators aren't supposed to make calls, but at the same time, it really was frustrating to know that, you know, you would hit a winner and they call the ball out. Now, in all fairness, we should not have allowed that to bother us, but, you know, we were emotional, and we were really feeling good about the comeback, and we got really frustrated, you know, when that happened, and so, uh, we just sort of, you know, kind of went back to what we were before. We just weren't playing as well, and so they wound up, you know, winning the game, and they beat us in the, in four games that we played against us, so please don't, un, don't get the, uh, feeling that I'm trying to say that that call is the reason that they won. No, no, no. They were a really good team. They beat us in four games. But I do wish that that call had not happened when it did. I really think that we at least had a chance to win that second game of the gold medal match. Now, we would have had to beat them in a third game and then would have had to beat them in a game to 15 to win the gold. So that would, a lot of things would have had to happen. So again, I'm not saying we lost because of that call, but it really did just upset us in the moment a good bit. Now, funny little story about that. After the match was over, we're, we're on the medal stand, and one of the guys had been recording the match on his phone. Um, he had a tripod and he had his phone set up. And so, you know, we weren't bringing it up at all to him, but you know, he came up and said, you know, I wanted to see that call on my phone, but I didn't save the video. And I was a little bit skeptical. I didn't say anything, but I was like, wow, his phone's they automatically saved the video. I don't really know what you mean. But again, I didn't say that out loud. I was just kind of thinking that. And Rich and I kind of discussed it once the guy walked away. So, you know, we didn't really say much more about it at that point. Now, when I got home the next day, I decided to do a little sleuthing. So I found, I knew the guy's name. So I went and found out uh, where he plays pickleball and his local group where he lives in Arkansas. They have a Facebook page, and he's a member of it. So, I went to their Facebook page, and I saw that he had actually live-streamed the match on their page. And when you live-stream a match on Facebook, you have the option of having Facebook save the video file. Well, that's what happened. So, Facebook saved the video file. I, of course, (laughs) downloaded the video of the match. And, of course, I went to that particular point, and, yep, the, the video validated our, the, our belief the ball was clearly in. Um, now, his phone was an older phone. It wasn't, you know, a newer you know, phone with better quality. But it was very obvious to see that the ball was in the one that they had called out. Um, and, again, I know I've made bad calls. Um, we all have, I think. I'm just trying to say it was unfortunate that it happened when it did, because like I said, we were on a good roll. And when that happened, it just kind of took the wind out of our sails. And we should not have let that happen. I understand, you know, uh, we should have risen above that and, and, you know, just put it out of our heads. But that's easier said than done, especially when you're in a really tight match where You know, there's just a lot of, you know, adrenaline flowing, and you feel like, hey, we're getting back in this thing. We got a chance to really push these guys. And again, we were just really pretty much deflated. And also, it was our fifth match of the day. Um, So, you know, we had, you know, used up a lot of energy, and I'd played singles the day before. So physically, I was getting toward the end of my tank. You know, my side was hurting, because I'll tell you more about that in a second. Um, But long story short, we won the silver medal. Um had a really good experience overall um, in, in the tournament. Now, so after the tournament's over, this was on Friday, I believe June 11th. So remember I'd fallen during the match. So I get home, you know, and the next couple of nights, you know, my side was still hurting and it was kind of difficult to sleep because you're getting a good position you know, when your side is hurting is difficult. So after four days of this, I decided, you know, this it's not getting any better. So it was still very painful. So I called, um, my insurance company has like a nurse line you can call to get advice, tell them what what's going on. So I told the nurse uh, my symptoms, and she told me, uh, you need to go get an X-ray right now. So I said, okay, I'll do that. So I went and got an X-ray um, on, I believe it was the 15th of June. And the doctor uh, there at the facility looked at the x-ray and she told me that she thought I had two broken ribs. And so they gave me a shot of something called Toradol, which, oh boy, that worked. (laughs) I was able to sleep like a baby that night. And they also gave me some pain medication. Um, Well, the next day I got a call from the radiology department um, and they said that they had uh, looked at the films um, more thoroughly and concluded that I had broken three ribs. And so I said, well, what can I do other than just take pain meds? And they said, really not much at all. Just, you know, ice it down, you know, when you can um, and just take it easy, you know, as much as you can. And maybe a month or so, everything will be back to normal. Well, I did, you know, rest for a a few days. Then I kind of got antsy wanting to go play some more pickleball. So I kind of went out and just did some serving and I played a few sort of easy games with a few friends And I have played three or four times since then, and um, a couple of times it didn't bother me at all, but the last time I played, uh, it did bother me. So I've still got some recuperation to do with the uh, ribs there. Uh, But as far as general overall pain, it's a lot better now than it was, Um, you know, right after it happened. So uh, I'm, I'm perhaps one of the few people in the world who can say that, yes, uh, I cracked three ribs while playing pickleball. That's not a normal injury, I guess, that you find in pickleball, but I managed to do it, so congratulations to me in any event. Um, So let's see. Um, The tournaments, like I say, both the Atlanta Open and the National Indoor are both tournaments that I would like to play again. Um, I think next year for the indoor tournament I'll probably try to play a little bit more indoor a few times before the tournament to kind of get back used to that indoor feel of the softer, spongier ball. Um, And let's see, the Atlanta Open, I mean, that's in May and it gets a little warm. So I'm not sure if I'll play all three events, you know, playing singles, mixed, and men's doubles. You know, that's something that young people (laughs) can do a lot better than I can. We'll just sort of see how I feel Um, at the time, you know, um, especially with singles. You know, I I really do want to play more singles, but I may not do so much this summer. I've got some uh, friends who do like to play singles a lot, and so uh, we'll sort of see how that goes um, in the coming months. But anyway, um, it's really good to be back doing the podcast. Um, I hope you guys um, have been having a good summer, and I hope that uh, I'll see a lot of you guys out on the court soon. Thanks a lot, and I'll talk to you later.